Hello, 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 everyone. You are now tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being professional women in this 21st century. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, CEO, and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So if you're looking for ways to enrich your life, enhance your personal skills, or hell, if you're looking to just have a good laugh, grab a big glass of something and join on in. Week's Frida Woman of the Week is the amazing and talented Yara Shahidi. Yara Shahidi is a well-known actress, and some of you may actually know her from the hit ABC TV show Blackish, where she plays the role of Zoe Johnson, which is the daughter of Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson. But aside from being an amazing actress, she is also an activist in her community. Um, what I really appreciate and admire about Yara Shahidi is that at such a young age, she uses her platform to do good and to mobilize her peers and the youth to vote to get be part of the political process and to basically be the change that they want to see. So a little bit more about Shahidi's activism, and I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Shahidi is a well is well known for her generation as being an activist. She founded 18x18, which will be a platform to encourage her peers to vote for the very first time in their upcoming midterm elections. Her other organizations include Yara's Club, which provides online mentorship in hopes to end poverty through education. Yara's activism has led her to many accomplishments. She had been noticed by former First Lady, which is still my First Lady, Michelle Obama, who wrote her a letter of recommendation to Harvard University, where she currently attends. She was also given the opportunity by Teen Vogue to interview Hillary Clinton. So we salute young Shara Shahidi for all of her accomplishments and her drive to to be a part of the process and to make a change and to get her peers to be part of the process. It's really important that young people um, engage civically and um, be just present politically. And I think that, again, by using her platform as a well-known young actress um, to advance these causes, um, she's really, really, really on the right track. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to just see what else she has in store for us. So to learn more about Check out Frida, uh, Frida Women Fridays, which we feature, which we will feature, sorry, uh, Yara Shahidi on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook handle, which is Frida Women NYC, F-R-E-E-D-A Women NYC. All right. Well, today I'm here with the fabulous Danielle Henry, a.k.a. Danny and the Bloom. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so excited to have her here. Um, those of, I mean, we're going to ask you, obviously, to introduce yourself a little more. But Danny is the makeup artist extraordinaire. She has uh, beat my face several times. And each time it's always been, who is this girl? <laughs> it's always been like, who did your makeup? What's going you on here? You are far too kind. <laughs> so I want you to so tell us who you are. Like, what do you do, Danny? Okay, so I am Danielle Henry of Danny and the Bloom. And Danny and the Bloom is just uh, my company. It's my company name. I'm a makeup artist. Um... 
I specialize in bridal, um, red carpet, editorial, you name it, I can do it. Um, and I just love what I do. So tell us, how did you get started in this whole makeup art? I've known you for several years. Right. And so when I first met you, you weren't you weren't the makeup artist extraordinaire that you are now. How did, I mean, I think I can remember when the transition happened. Right. But or the listeners. The listeners. So um, I used to work in healthcare. I was at NYU Medical Center for eight years. Um, and I'm not trying to give away my age, but the, just just you you'll be able to gauge um, that I'm a bit seasoned. Um, but yeah, I was at NYU Medical Center for eight years um, in health information management, and um, I say um a lot. I say um all the okay. time too. <laughs> Don't feel bad, girl. So I was there for eight years, and after eight years, the department was downsizing. And I got cut because a lot of people in the department, they were there for years. We had people there for 30 years, 20 years, 15 years. So somebody there for eight years, you know, that was nothing to get rid of, you know, someone there for that short amount of time. So after I lost my job there, I was just thinking to myself, what can I do to make some money? That That's what I was thinking. And I'm I'm a creative by nature, like I'm a vocalist. A lot of people know me as a vocalist. I went to the Fame High School. So, you know, I was thinking, okay, what can I do? I can sing, maybe I can do background singing, or, you know, I've always been into like hair and, and natural hair, so maybe I can do hair. And then um, I was an avid thrifter, so I was like, maybe I can do something that incorporates some of these things. So I started, brooches from thrift stores and also making brooches and I started a brooch boutique where I would sell these brooches these decorative pins I remember because I actually but I still have one that I bought from you yes yes (laughs) yes so I would sell these decorative pins that people you know put on their garments their hats and had a company you know based on that and I would do these like pop-up shops at my home and have a bunch of girls over you know from my church and just people that I knew from different uh, areas of my life. And my best friend, um, Jewel Jordan, she has her uh, vintage clothing um, store, uh, Jewel's Vintage Closet. So we used to do pop-up shops together at her home, at my home. And uh, we would, you know, our products went hand in hand. She'd sell dresses, skirts. That might have been where I actually bought your brooch. Because yeah, I used I to so. go to Jewel's um, house a lot because she actually brightened up my wardrobe because yes. I was known to wear nothing but black. Gotcha. <laughs> so Jewel's... So I think yeah. Yeah, that's probably where I, think that's where I got it. got one of my brooches. <laughs> and so we did these pop-up shops together and they were pretty successful. Um, but then we decided we wanted to like amp it up a bit and switch up. So we decided to do a fashion show. And at that time, um, I had a friend, she's still a friend of mine, haven't seen each other in a while, but she worked at Sephora and she used to give me a ton of uh, makeup. Um, and her name was Marsha, Marsha White, actually. And a ton of makeup. And that is kind of what sparked my interest in makeup. So mm. since we had decided to do this fashion show and I had a ton of makeup, you know, and then, you know, I dabbled in makeup on myself, you know, I just offered to do the makeup for the fashion show. And that was like my introduction into makeup and it's like transforming or transformative uh 
powers, so to speak. Interesting. You know, it's yeah. funny. I don't think I knew that story. Mm-hmm. I think I know the fashion tour you're talking about, though. Mm-hmm. I might have actually been in attendance. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's <laughs> how it started. <laughs> That is how it started. Yeah. As an aside, though, Danielle actually is an amazing, amazing vocalist. I know Thank she you. mentioned it on the aside, but I had to bring <laughs> that back up because I remember when I first when I first met you, not like, hey, Danielle, I'm Rita, but right. like the first time I saw you, mm-hmm. I think it was at Peniel Church. Yes. You were singing. At that, that time you had the and shaved the head. the haircut, And yes. I, you were singing a song with Edna, the, the yep, song that, that Edna that, wrote. The song that Edna wrote. Yes. Yep. And I was just like, I remember getting chills and I'm like, who is this person? Like, you know, not every artist like touches me. Like I like yeah. music. I love music. But it's just one of those things when you have like a singer. And I remember I'm like, whenever this girl is singing, I got to find out where she is. And then wow. we ended up becoming friends somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I always say that, um, you know, there are a lot of singers who are really great have beautiful voices but then there are the ones that are anointed and I do believe I have an anointing and I do believe that you know everybody has their gift from God and that is my gift from God um yeah, so I really gotta work it. on I really gotta work on <laughs> you gotta figure um, it out girl getting, getting my groove back you gotta so to figure speak. it out like that in the past few days so many people have asked me do you still sing and I've been like, eh, not really. So, yeah. But it happens, gotta, though. Yeah, no, you have to. Because I remember when my grandmother died, I was like, I need Danielle to sing at this funeral. Like, yeah. it's one of those things, like, you, you know. But you'll, you'll get there. You'll yeah, get there. you know, God is still working on me. So. <laughs> Girl, he's working on everybody. <laughs> he's a long list of people. Girl. But yes, all right, so let's talk about, I mean, since you're the makeup expert, in my opinion. Thank you. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of things that I find are plaguing our Black women society, right? Right. So makeup is something for me that I I didn't grow up wearing makeup, mostly because religious were, you know, both Seventh-day Adventists, so you understand right. not really wearing makeup, like nothing, like, like yeah, my you mother couldn't even... Wait, wear makeup when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, you couldn't paint your nails. Like, my grandmother did, but she, you know, came from a Catholic background, so it's different, but, like, right. my mom, when she converted, like, I was born into Seventh-day Adventism, so mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to wear... Like, even though my grandmother was able to do stuff, I couldn't, because right. I, you know... Right. But then as I got older, I would like to say really um, my experience was when I started my first job as an attorney Mm -hmm. and I felt like I needed a polished look. Like I'm an attorney now in a courtroom. Like I needed, you know, the the dress, I needed the heels and I needed like a look. Right. And I remember not knowing much about really make, you know, makeup at all. So I walked into like the Mac right there in like Macy's in downtown Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And I was like, Hey, you know, I don't know what's happening here, what needs to happen, but could you just do something? I need an everyday look. Right. So she kind of matched me up with um, like the woman at the counter matched me up with some foundation. She gave me some like, you know, plum lipstick, a little blush, a little eyeshadow. And I was like, okay, I could do this every day. And then that's kind of how I got into makeup. And then, you know, over the years, you know, I've worn like, you know, I've actually gotten to foundation and all this other stuff. I don't do it every day. Like today I went to work, no makeup. Well, you totally don't need it. I would just like to mention <laughs> everyone that Rita has the most beautiful skin. Her skin is flawless. It's gorgeous. <laughs> she doesn't have any issues with textures or blemishes or discoloration. So a woman like Rita does not need to wear makeup. I'm just, that's just a little disclaimer I'm putting out there. Well, thank you. Thank you, Danielle. (laughs) It's a fact, guys. It's a fact. Have you guys seen her before? 
I know you hear her voice, but have you seen it? <laughs> well, I really appreciate the compliment. It's always sure. good to compliment each other, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so that's how I got into find that, you know, just in my observations, like outside of even my like, you know, religious background, I find that there is a lot of like makeup shaming, right? But mm-hmm. more so targeted toward African-American women. I don't really hear white people talking about, oh, this, you know, this girl has makeup on or why are you wearing makeup for? I never hear those remarks in any community outside, not even the Spanish community. So what is your opinion on this makeup shaming in the black community and why do you think it happens? Um, well, I think that women in the black community are shamed about everything, right? We're shamed about every single thing. And then people in media and celebrities of other races, they bite our styles and then it's a big phenomenon. So that that's first and foremost. But secondly, I think that, um, a lot of makeup shaming comes into play, especially in deeply religious, um, sectors of the black community, just because, you know, as a Seventh-day Adventist, um, you know, a lot of Seventh-day Adventists push modesty. And so they don't feel like wearing makeup is modest. And and so therein lies some of the some of the issues. And then a lot of it is just tradition. And traditionally, you know, um, people who wore makeup and bright colors were considered um, ladies of the night, so to speak. Uh, like geishas so, almost. Geishas. Like, yeah. And like, you know, pro- like mm. these types of things that have kind of found their way, um, like translated over time, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's, that's kind of where the stigma comes from. And then also, I think that a lot of women don't know how to apply makeup well. Ah. And and so because they don't know how to apply makeup well, it's kind of obvious that they are wearing makeup because they aren't wearing it properly. They're not blending. Uh, right. <laughs> or or the shade is wrong mm-hmm. or things of that nature. And so a lot of times when people see um, women in makeup that is not done well, all of makeup gets a bad name. What about... So I find that a lot of times the men have a lot to do with this makeup shaming in the black community as well, too. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I have some of my guy friends who are like, um, I don't know what you wear makeup for. Like, you know, why are you doing that? Or like, even if it's not just to me, because we already heard that I don't need makeup. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who, you know, who like makeup, right? Um, I find that they're just like, why do you wear it? You know, just be natural, right? Be your natural self. And it's like, you know, I always find that to be odd because these are the same guys who are worshiping and like, you know, drooling over IG models who have tons of makeup on. Like when you take off the makeup, they don't even look like the woman that you see on, you know, Instagram, right? Um, et cetera. So it's like, I always find it to be weird um, that I guess that dynamic, but I find that men play a big role, at least nowadays I'm seeing, you know, they're now part of this natural movement and they're doing this whole like, oh, well, you don't need to be wearing makeup. You shouldn't be wearing makeup. You know, you're a black queen. Um, I think you can still be a black queen and wear makeup. I mean, I think that men need to stop putting so much pressure and restriction on women. Like it's all about, in my opinion, makeup is about enhancing your beauty and and more so um it's more about confidence and i feel like yes we should love ourselves with and without makeup um we should love ourselves with and without 
hair extensions or natural hair. And I think that the root, the root has to be, in my opinion, with both makeup and natural hair. If you have a love for yourself without it and you like it to enhance your beauty, then that's fine. Just like if you wear extensions just because you like them as opposed to not liking your natural hair and wearing them for that reason. Like women like to change their look. So if you want to wear makeup as an accessory to your outfit or if you want extensions as an accessory to your outfit or, um, you know, if you're trying to protect the style or whatever the case may be, at the root of it, you have to have a love um, for self. And I think that if a woman is not struggling with a then it's fine. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Like if you if you love yourself and you're not feeling insecure without it or you're not feeling you know depressed or you're not feeling like there are some women who will not leave the house without makeup. Mm -hmm. And that to me there's a deeper issue there. Right? So definitely, you know, you need to get to the root of why you feel so insecure about leaving the house without makeup and things of that nature. But but makeup is not the root of it. Mm -hmm. It's just a symptom of whatever is, is ailing you. So I think that, you know, um, guys need to just chill. I mean, that's just... They a, do like, have several like, stadium seats. Yeah, just chill. Like, it's not that serious. And I think that, you know, any woman who's going to be... Granted, you should take your significant other's opinion... Um, you should you should weigh their opinion and you should um consider consider it you know <laughs> take it into consideration but it shouldn't you shouldn't be doing something solely because someone else wants you to do it exactly i i absolutely agree i find that i think i don't know i guess it is a lot of insecurities maybe within i don't know black women mm -hmm. and that's why they take i don't know they they value the opinion of men so much obviously like it, it's almost driving right i feel like you find women who are like they just don't know what to do with themselves like, right i, I want to wear this i want to do this but right. you know what i gotta be natural i gotta but they don't even know how to be natural right, right. they're out there looking like buckwheat right it's you know what it's this to me, this whole topic even, it has a lot to do with white supremacy. And black people can be white supremacists. And that's what we have to realize. Mm. It's all about white supremacy. There was an inferiority campaign that was launched all these years ago. When you take a free man and make him enslave him, a lot has to happen to his mind in order for him to go along with the plan. So you have to break them down mentally. And that, that comes in with making them feel like they're less beautiful because mm -hmm. of, you know their complexion or their hair texture, pitting pitting them against each other, like, you know, colorism, for example. And mm -hmm. I don't mean to be going all deep. And we talked about that a little bit last episode, so You continue. know what I mean? Like, colorism, like, you know, the field slave versus the house slave. And so, you know, there's, there's that tension between those two because the house slave is made to feel like they're better than the field slave and so on and so forth. So I feel like society, American society and Westernism and, you know, Europeanism has broken down the black woman so much that it's going to take years and decades to rebuild what was torn away. Yeah. So like a lot of black women have issues with themselves and with their complex textures and, you know, they don't feel beautiful because they've been told for so long that they are not beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that's, that has to be unlearned. And 
you know, and then we have to support each other and we have to make each other feel beautiful. And, you know, we have to uplift each other and we have to empower each other. And I think that, you know, makeup, it helps a woman feel more beautiful and more confident. Um, you know, whether she should feel beautiful with or without it, it does enhance a woman's confidence. Yeah, I think just like, you know, a guy who has a really nice, like, lineup or a nice haircut makes them feel like, all right, I'm a million bucks. I mean, I know guys who won't leave their house or go to anything with if they don't have a lineup. I think it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Just like, you know, guys have insecurities with their bodies if they're not going to the gym or whatever, or if they don't feel like they're buff or if they don't have a haircut, if they don't have a shape up, if they're not shaved. You know, it, it's the same thing, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And I hope I'm not, like, digressing too much. No, I think, well, I think we're place. definitely going into, you know, the next part. We touched about a little bit just how makeup makes, you know, people feel, right? It's a confidence booster. Yep. But then what about the part of vanity? A lot of people, you know, they feel like if you're wearing makeup, if you're, you know, trying to make yourself look like something that you're, I don't know, not, or even enhancing it, that it's because you're vain lot of women unfortunately and that I think goes into what you were saying about earlier just about not loving yourself and having these insecurities that you know I've seen women go to the gym in a full face of makeup not even like I mean I don't even know what type of makeup you would wear to the gym like a light beat but they're wearing like a real beat like you know for the red carpet to the gym and then you have women who will go to sleep in makeup, you know, especially if they have a significant other, they won't let that person see them without makeup. And I know you've seen like, I don't yeah, know if some of these totally. memes or some of these like uh, Facebook things where this guy married this woman and then found out what she really looked like and had to divorce her. Right. But what about the makeup that's so, dis- so much where it is deceiving? Um, okay. So there... There are a lot of people who are not professionals. Like, you know, not everybody's a makeup artist. It's not my preferred, you know, makeup type. So one thing I would like to get into, since we are, again, talking about the world of makeup, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about people who, you know, don't know how to apply makeup Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that stuff. So what products, so sometimes it's the products. People don't actually know, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of products um, to really use, right? Like they are going to uh, Dwayne Reed, they're going to Aid, mm-hmm. and they're picking up, you know, um, pharmacy makeup. And that could be probably, <laughs> that could probably be, um, you know, why they're having like so many issues, I guess matching their complexion and looking like clowns when they leave the house. So what is your opinion on pharmacy brand makeup? I think that the pharmacy has amazing brands. Um, I think it's more about technique um, than product. Obviously, high-end, higher-end products are going to... They're going to work very well for the most part um, because, you know, they're made up of more expensive uh, ingredients. But there are a ton of pharmacy products that I have in my kit and that I use as well. I use a combination of high-end and low-end products. And it's all about, it's more about technique and learning to match your shade and learning what your undertones are as opposed to product. So I would say it's about technique and tools 
um, more so than it is about products because you can find a drugstore product and swear by it. I have a client, one of my regulars, um, she used to buy YSL foundation religiously. And one day I tried, um, Maybelline Fit Me on her, which mm. is a drugstore brand. And she is obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. And she has switched from YSL to Maybelline Fit Me because she likes it better. She likes how it looks on her skin. She likes how it feels on her skin. So it's really, you can really, and, and trust me, this client has the coin to buy YSL like mm -hmm. every single day if she wanted to. And for those of you who um, are wondering what YSL is, Yves Saint Laurent. I'm sorry. Yes. It's Yves okay. Saint Laurent <laughs> um, Foundation uh, she used to buy, which retails for, I think, maybe 60 bucks. Yeah. Like anywhere between 40 and 60 yeah. bucks. Yeah. They're, they're pretty expensive. Yeah, like 60, 65. Yeah, because like the Makeup Forever and those types are in the, like the $40 range. Mm -hmm. So, again, my point is um, there are some drugstore brands that are really good, and it's all about finding the right uh, shade and texture for your skin. So if you have oily skin, you wouldn't necessarily want to go with a dewy foundation, right? Uh -huh. Because you're already prone to being oily and dewy foundations make you look glowy and oily. Mm -hmm. They make your skin look radiant. And if you already have oily skin, then to go with a radiant foundation, that might not be the best yeah. combination for you because you'll be looking oil slick by the end of the day. So if you have dry skin, it might be good. It would be good to go with an, mm -hmm. you know, a dewy um, finish foundation. And if you have oily skin, it would be better suited for you to go with a mattifying foundation. Things like that can help you yeah. with your application and how you look. So how, so, okay. So with all that information, like let's say I want to figure out what my undertone is, what mm -hmm. the best foundation is. Am I a combination of dry or oily? Mm -hmm. Like, is there like where would you suggest somebody who's you know has knows nothing about the makeup game? Where would you suggest they go to find that information out? Okay, so it's it's about knowing the color wheel, and I don't. You could. It's 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 gonna be tough, right? So without getting into it being that that difficult, you have to test it out, and that's what these stores like Sephora and these places um, are good for. You can walk into any Sephora, you can walk into any Mac, and you can ask for a sample. And and a lot of times, if you don't have the knowledge of like color theory, then you're gonna have to do trial and error. And what you want to do is a lot of these. And this is not to knock anybody who works at the counter, mm -hmm. Mac or Sephora, because there are a lot of very talented artists that work there. That was not my start. I was self-taught. I've never worked at a counter. But you want to make sure, even if someone does your makeup, before you purchase the foundation, you need to walk outside in the sunlight mm -hmm. and see what that makeup looks like in, in natural light. Because it can look one way in the Sephora, and when you go outside, it's not your color. It's yeah, not your right I've been shape. a victim. I've been a victim. So I know exactly what so, you're talking about. So, yes. Yeah. So if you go into Sephora, yes, ask for help. And, you know, ask them to shade match you. But once they have, before making that purchase, go outside with your camera phone and get some good lighting. And a good lighting tip is that the light should not be behind you. It should be in front of you. You should be facing the light. And take your phone out and take a couple of pictures. Also, ask them to take your photo with flash, because mm -hmm. a lot of people will find 
that with flash photography, you might look crazy even if you did it, you know, without it. Mm-hmm. Just because that's I've the true test. That's the true test. If you yeah. want to know if your foundation is your right shade, try flash photography. So these are some tips that you can, you can some steps you can take mm-hmm. before actually purchasing a foundation. And also, here's another thing, you know, matching a foundation on the back of your hand, that's not the true test uh, as to whether or not it's your shade. And a lot of people do that. Because sometimes our faces are darker than our bodies or our faces are lighter than our bodies. And that's for a host of reasons. Women of color, we have issues with hyperpigmentation for different reasons. Like, you know, for so many years, we didn't wear sunscreen. We didn't know that we needed to wear Mm -hmm. sunscreen. So you go in the sun and you have burns on your skin. Your skin is burnt. And so your face might be a different shade or some areas of your face might be a and areas on your body. Mm-hmm. So I match to chest. That's where I match. Oh. You pull down your shirt and match to, you know, near your clavicle area or your collarbone area or like, you know, right on top of your cleavage area. That would probably be for nine times out of 10, that's your foundation shade. Um, for hyperpigmentation reasons, a lot of times you, your face is darker than it should be or than it would be if it wasn't damaged by, you know, different things using, you know, face washes that are too um, harsh for your skin mm-hmm. or, you know, over exfoliating, using face scrubs every single day when, you know, that should be something done a couple of times a week. All these things can factor into complexion and how your skin is behaving. But nine times out of 10, or maybe eight times out of 10, matching your chest, that's going to be your foundation shade. And any of the darker areas, like if you have a darker neck, you know, you know, people like us who have darker knuckles, Mm -hmm. darker knees, darker elbows, you can kind of contour with those shades. Okay. So once you go in with your foundation and kind of even everything out, you need to go back in and create dimension. All of the these Lion things, King effect that I see on Instagram. Right, right. And <laughs> done tastefully, it yes. won't look like Lion King. But you know, you once you even everything out, you've kind of lost dimension. So you've got to go back in and create those those shadows mm-hmm. that were there before. Which can be a little bit, you know, difficult, but there are a ton of tools out there to help us, like YouTube. YouTube University. I'm a proud student. Right. So am I. Yes. You know? All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's actually very, very, I mean, even for me, because I never thought about the chest thing, because mm-hmm. they, they always do the the right. hand thing. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Some people, it works for some. For me, I found that matching to chest works better for All me. All right. Well, that's a good tip. Um, I think what I want to end on is, um, what are, give me five, the top five items that come to mind that every, makeup items that every woman should have. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to, you know, preface this with saying this. The, the secret to a great makeup application is great skin okay. and great skin care. And not everybody has great skin, but there are steps that you can take to get your skin in better condition. Okay. So, hydrating. You want to make sure that you drink water. You want to make sure that you're wearing sunscreen or maybe you're... Or moisturizer. A lot of moisturizers have SPF in them. Mm-hmm. So those are two things that you want to do. Um, but um, five makeup items that are a must. I'm going to include moisturizer in that, even though it's technically not a makeup item. But moisturizer, because putting foundation 
on skin that is not moisturized, it's not going to look as good as foundation on moisturized skin. Now, let me just ask. Mm-hmm. Would you consider primer to be moisturizer? Primer is not moisturizer. Okay. There are some moisturizers that double as a primer, mm-hmm. but primer in and of itself is not moisturizer. Okay. So moisturizer would be one tip that one one item that is important. Mm-hmm. Um a brow pencil okay. or a pomade. So, you know, um, MAC, for example, has a brow pencil that is wax-based, and it's called Spiked, and that is pretty much a universal color for all all women of color, from Mm -hmm. the lightest shade to the darkest shade. They do have darker shades or lighter shades, but one tip... I'm digressing a bit, but one tip, you never want to use black on your brows. Okay, no, that's, that's a good tip because yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> black seen on it. the brows is a no-no unless you are extremely pigmented, like models like Alec Weck. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know, like yeah. she is very dark skinned. So maybe in her case, a, a black liner might work. And even if you're that dark and you're using a black liner, use it with a light hand because black brows are just never going to be okay. So <laughs> first item... Moisturizer, second item, a brow pencil or pomade. Some people prefer a pomade and they'll draw in their their brows with a brush or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The third item I would say is mascara. Mm -hmm. Um, Eyelashes. You know, having your eyelashes stand out. You know, you you don't always have to have lashes on. And if you're like the everyday woman, like you're not about to be popping on strip lashes every morning before you head out. No. So, you know, but a little bit of mascara might help to wake up the eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have moisturizer, we have a brow pencil, we have mascara. The fourth item I would say is if you have issues with hyperpigmentation or spots, acne spots, like, you know, you should never pop your pimples. But if you do and it leaves a little uh, spot and you have issues with that, then... For you, I would suggest a color corrector. Okay. So a color corrector is going to be a product. It could be a liquid, a cream base, um, that you put on those spots, and they will hide the spots. So a color corrector, it's it's sort of like a concealer if you have dark spots. Okay. Right? So for the woman who has dark spots, I would suggest a color corrector um, or a concealer. And if you don't, then foundation altogether, you might not need it. That's true. You know, it might not be a necessity. Some women, it is a necessity. So I'm going to say in conjunction with the concealer slash color corrector, a foundation. Okay. Right? So foundation can be the fourth item. Skip that item. Okay. Um, And for the women who can skip that, I would say blush in the place of foundation. Right? A nice wash of orange or pink, not heavily done, but women of color can wear pigmented blushes. It actually complements us more than those ashy looking blushes, that soft pink that would look really good on a fair skinned mm-hmm. woman. A soft pink on a black woman is just gonna look ashy. Yeah. So you wanna go with like a, you know, like an plum, orange or maybe. a plum yeah. or something on the cheek. So if you don't have issues with your um complexion and you don't need foundation um then your your fourth item can be blush okay and then last of all number five um a lip color that you that you like you know 
It can be a bright color, it can be a gloss, it can be something sheer, but nine times out of 10, you're gonna look more polished if you have your brows done, your skin looks moisturized, you have on lip gloss, you have on um, mascara, mm -hmm. you, you know, eyeshadow and all that other stuff. It's 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 not necessary. Yeah. So you can transform your look with those five items. Yeah, I, I totally agree because on the days where I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do the foundation thing. Because the reason I really got into foundation was because I was told that it sets everything else. So that's why I've always been like, oh, I got to wear it. Because honestly, when I see women with eyeshadow on without foundation, it's one of my peeves. Yeah. You it see? Is. So, it is. So but, need it. <laughs> but not the eyeshadow. Okay. Because the eyeshadow to me... You know, then you're looking for a more a more put together mm -hmm. look because you're like, well, if you did the eyeshadow step, if you had time for <laughs> eyeshadow, you must have had time for foundation. Yeah. But but those are women who, you know, who have like issues with their skin. Yeah. If you don't have issues with your skin and your skin is pretty flawless, then pop a pop an eyeshadow on because it's not gonna look unfinished. Okay. It's the contrast of like skin that is blemished and eyeshadow, okay. not like you know, uh, you know, flawless skin and eyeshadow. Okay. It's the contrast that makes it seem like you need foundation as well. All right. So, okay, now I get it. I get, you get it. it. I yeah. get it. I get it. I feel like I've learned so much. I mean, That's I know good. I talk about makeup here and there, but I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. So now I feel like I'm a little more empowered when I walk into Zephora. Right. And say, listen, don't match me here, match me, you know, on my chest. Right. So, because the, cause the, the palm or the backhand is always like off when it comes to my face. Always. You know, and that and that could be the reason. Because, you know, as black women, we have so many different shades. Like me right now, I have on no makeup. And in my chin area, I'm darker than I am here. Mm -hmm. Like my cheeks, my forehead, like the center of my face. It's mm -hmm. So if I'm matching to, and then this is a different color also. So if I'm matching to the back of my hand, that's not going to be You're all over the place. Either of these colors. And that's where like the whole clown effect goes. So ladies, yeah. please, we got so many tips today. Go to Zephora or Mac, I guess. Get mm -hmm. color matched. Right. But you know, if you're if the back of your hand is a little darker or a little lighter than your face, tell them to go for the chest. And um, let's not look like let's stop looking like clowns out here in these streets. Right. Because and, I've and seen see it. See what you look like in the natural light. Like if it matches, if the back of your hand, what they use, if it matches your your face, um, or you feel like it matches, you go outside in in the natural light and it works, then go with it. But these are a few tips you should use before making a purchase that you're going to regret, like a purchase that, and it, and it doesn't work. So make sure you see yourself in natural light and take a picture with your camera phone with mm -hmm. flash so you know it's real. So yeah. definitely, this was a great, 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 great chat. I definitely learned so much today. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm so glad, and hopefully, I didn't talk too much. Or, no, no, you know, go off me. on too many. <laughs> no, tangents. because I feel like it's all like kind of like tied Ties in, in right? right? All right, so that is a wrap today. Thank you awesome. so much for being Thanks for here. having me. Of course. And I'd love to come back some other time to chat. Yes, we'll definitely um, talk about other uh, follow-up on the music career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is a wrap for season two, episode nine. And uh, till next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is that. Let's see what's happening here. I see this thing like was like...
acting up. That's why, like, I kind of like did the whole deleting something because gotcha. I was like, I don't know what's I happening just, here. Well, I was asking you. Um, I don't know if you got it. I was trying to ask. Oh, do yeah. you edit these? Oh, down sometimes, edits? sometimes. Okay, it, like yeah. you know, like um, you know, the dead space. The yeah, the dead space. If something keep, yeah. doesn't fit, if I like went off on a tangent. Too no, no, much. no. They keep the usually like the tangents always work. Actually, <laughs> we keep the dead space. I mean, the dead space we cut out. So I know I said that I'll talk to you guys next week and we ended the podcast. However, I had to come back and share with you guys Danny and the Bloom's information. She is such a great makeup artist. She's actually worked on some celebrities. I know we didn't get into that in the show, but she has personally beat my face and I can tell you that it was a really good experience. So it would be remiss if I did not share her information with you. So get your pens ready. She is on Instagram at Danny, D-A-N-I-E, and The Bloom. Bloom spelled B-L-O-O-M. So Danny and The Bloom on Instagram. You can also send her an email if you want to set up a booking at Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Henry, H-E-N-R-Y 64 at gmail.com. And you can go on to her website, www.dannyandthebloom.com. This information will be in our description. So if you didn't get it, you know, you'll be able to go back and, um, and retrieve it. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to season two, episode nine, where we talked about all things makeup. And now I'm actually serious. I will talk to you guys next week.